Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 301. My name is John Morgan, and Cole Coffee is with me in Las Vegas, Nevada, but not really with me, Cole Coffee. We're doing things a little bit different today. Uh, it's kind of exciting. It's kind of fun because, honestly, it opens up some possibilities of some other things we can do in the future, but that's not really the reason we did this. We are not together. You are on the palatial grounds of the Casa de Cold Coffee, while me, I am out here on the the outskirts of, of Las Vegas where Durango dead ends. And the zombies and the wolves and the, 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 just the aliens out there partying. You have such a screwed up conception of where I live. But yes, I'm out on the outskirts of Las Vegas. Uh, but we're doing this basically because uh, we're respecting the quarantine, right? I mean, you just went That's right. and traveled and got to see the family for Christmas. You came back and, uh, you know, the right thing you're supposed to do is quarantine, of course. Uh, and it's kind of, I guess, a little bit of breaking news, but confirming news at least. I am going to Abu Dhabi next week. I wasn't sure about that until very recently uh, because I didn't have a passport. But I finally got my passport in. Um, and I've actually already, they, they, they ramped it up a little bit. I've actually already taken one COVID test. They made us take one 10 days out this time, which was new. We haven't done that in Fight Island before. And then they, they sent us directives, you know, hey, be sure between then and, 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 and when you leave to just, you know, keep your quarantine extra tight, stay around your family only. Um, so basically, you know, safety and following the instructions, you know, you just traveled and you're back now, but we're doing this remotely. So we're in two different places, but uh it's kind of kind of a, a new way that something we might be able to do in the future because you've uh, stepped up your game a little bit. You got some new gear to work with. You're always about the gadgets, I did. and uh, and I, I think so far, I think it sounds pretty good, even though we're not together. I know it, it's actually kind of nice. I mean, like um, part of this was I, I want to say is this stimulus or is this just sympathy money? I can't remember. <laughs> it's like <laughs> let's get gear to just focus on other things besides how life sucks because of 2020. Um, but yeah, no, this is different. Uh, I'm actually in my music room. This is, uh, I always called the, the, the main room where I work studio B and this is, I called this studio a, or did I have it backwards? Well, whatever, this is the music room. But, uh, so yeah, I have a different setup, um, uh, with a mic and it's going through a different processor stuff, which makes it more sound like a, like a studio sort of sound. Um, but yeah, I think it sets up the possibility for us to be able to do some stuff remotely, maybe do some other little fun things that, uh, mm -hmm you know, uh, can help augment, you know, I know we're always thinking about different ways we could do different stuff with Patreon. So we'll see what that means, um, going forward or whatever, but, um, could maybe open up some but, video possibilities as well. We're, we're not recording this as a video, but I'm actually looking at you right now and you're looking yeah. at me, we, it's, you know, yeah. it's, uh, I don't know if anybody wants to see our ugly mugs while we're talking and doing this thing, but you know, if they <laughs> I do, know people we have do asked it. about it in the past. We've done it. We've done it in the past. It's been a while since we've done like a, a live stream, um, when we did this, but we do have the capability to do it. I would probably uh, bring the camera that I have set up in the, the other studio setup because this camera on this particular little PC is garbage. Right. Um, I look, I look not so great. Your camera looks much better than mine. Yeah. Well, um, you know, this, this camera here, it, it, it adds a couple of pounds, you know, so I'd probably try to look for a different <laughs> camera as well. You know, I don't think you're really seeing the full representation of my svelte and, and slim uh, figure right now as we sit down and do this. So, you know, I'd want to tweak the camera a little bit as well. Yeah, well, you know, as we tweak our bodies in 2021, as the the new uh, round of uh, what do you call them? The things you make every every year. You say you're going to do this. What do they call them? New uh, resolutions. Resolutions. Yeah, as it's time for the new resolutions, uh, we'll we'll see. Maybe there will be the new svelte John Morgan at some point in 2021. I got to work on it, man. I'm turning 43 in March. Uh, my 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 doctor didn't give me the cleanest bill of health ever, and uh, I'm like. <laughs> You know, truthfully, man, I, I really, if I'm, if I'm being honest, I want to try to chase after some more broadcasting opportunities, uh, calling yep. fights in 2020. I really, really enjoy it, man. I kind of had forgotten how much I enjoyed doing it. And I love my job, man. I love being, I mean, obviously, 
feel fortunate to have a, a great job with the MMA Junkie, man. I, and I love, you know, just doing what I do. But, um, you know, I've been doing it for a long time as well and kind of adding a little tweak and doing something different and, and calling fights, yeah. man. I absolutely love calling fights. Um, and, and I'd like to, to chase some other opportunities. I mean, CFFC is fantastic, but they only have so many dates. Um, yeah. I'm hoping, I don't know if you knew this, uh, Tough Enough actually signed a deal with Fight Pass uh, for 2021 as well. So, um, oh, wow. yeah, I haven't talked to them. I mean, I've done Tough Enough off and on over the years, so I'm hoping they'll still have me in the broadcast booth there. Uh, but, you know, I kind of want to add that. So, and I know in order to do that, if you want to be on TV, and it's not that I want to be on TV, that's not it, but I, I just like calling fights, but... I know they want you to kind of look good, right? You got that that uh, you know that on camera look you got to have. So I guess I'm gonna chase after it. I I gotta I gotta maybe not have quite as many frosty beverages and try to shed a few of these lbs. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of frosty beverages. Well, in the meantime, that's 2021, baby. It's still New Year's Eve right now. <laughs> it's it's still 2020. So Latch Key Brewing has come through for us in a big way. Our good friend Anthony Beach, man, he always does it right. Sent us a little care package for the holidays. Uh, check him out if you're in San Diego, California, 1795 Hancock Street down there in San Diego. They do a fantastic job. I think their tap room's closed just for a couple days to get through the holidays, but they'll be back soon. And uh, stop by and check out the uh, fantastic crafts that our man Anthony Beach puts together. I, right now, am enjoying a Doppeldocker. That is a... 7.2% rich malty flavor with a slight caramel toastiness, deep in color to mild finish. I mean, I, I really do. Mm. I, we've had this one before, and uh, yep. I love this one, man. It's it's like a, it's a dark beer, but it's just so nice and smooth, man. It goes down perfect. Uh, yeah, I, I I love this one. So that's that's how I'm getting started on my, on my New Year's Eve because you know. We don't we don't uh, we don't miss days. Three hundred and one consecutive Thursday nights we've sat down and done this. And this is how I'm kicking off my New Year's Eve. How about how about yourself over there, Cold Coffee? What are you rolling with today? Well here I'm not alone because I've been joined by the stranger. A ten percent Imperial Stout, which bends me over every time I start <laughs> a podcast with it. Uh this one always starts it right. It's it's uh I mean you could taste like like the chocolate and like caramel and it's super, super uh delicious. It's very dark, um, but dude, like uh, this always just opens the floodgates. Whenever I start with this one, it's usually a, a giant shit show. So hopefully we'll, <laughs> we'll wrap this show up quicker, quickly before I get into the other ones. I know you brought some other ones as well that we'll we'll do, but uh, in in honor of Anthony and how much he likes to uh, get me fucked up on these things, uh, I started with the the stranger, and uh, it's going down pretty good. It's been a while since I had this one, but. The first bite is always, you know, I think anytime you you start off with like a ten percenter, especially even like stouts for me, the first uh, the first sip or two is kind of it's like oh it's a little jarring it's a little right. bit of a bite but after you after you sort of your palate sort of uh, glossed over by the stoutness uh, it goes down smooth and right now I'm in that point where it's starting to go down smooth. I was gonna say luckily for you we didn't pregame with it now sometimes we'll start in pregame and we'll chat for a little while and you know the yeah. stranger will go down a couple more will go down and then you get on and uh, hit the record button and things just go all a mess this time you're yeah. having it as we record so you're holding it together so you got right a few now. minutes we got a few minutes <laughs> there's no there's no way you make it till midnight tonight though right no oh man we'll see we'll see uh i'm gonna try <laughs> I think so, but the stranger, the stranger will try to put me down. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight him. Well, listen, it is a new year. I know everybody's looking forward to 2021. Uh, I, I will say, other than the resolution to try to get myself into some semblance of health, I really don't have much. I, I hate to say it, and I definitely don't want to be uh, negative by any stretch because I want to go into 2021 with some positivity. But I will say, just like 2020 has felt like kind of just a blah year. I don't really feel like anything's going to necessarily be different tomorrow on January 1st uh, yeah. unless unless you make a conscious decision to make it different, right? I mean, unfortunately, that's it. it's still kind of just an extension of what we have. So if you were waiting for that calendar to turn and everything to just magically be better, uh, it's not going to be. It's still going to be the same kind yep. of day tomorrow, but, but you have to make a conscious decision, right, within yourself to say it's a new year and I'm going to treat it like a new year. That's it. I mean, like – 2021 uh 2020 has been literally a soul crushing year for me but i know that just by the fact that the calendar switching dates isn't going to change that you know but it's going to be the way that i approach it the way that i uh uh you know deal with adversity and the way that you you kind of push forward and 
you know, like you said, even with just setting resolutions, but just seeing the the fact of, you know, everybody can look at it and say, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a go again. This gives me a reason to kind of keep pushing and, and try to grind and find your way, you know, and as bad as things have been for me this year, I know there are much more people out there that have dealt with much harder things than I have. So I, I, I like, uh, you're the, up there, bro. You're up there. <laughs> I am up there. I am up there. But, you know, I, I am always too one of those uh, believers that, you know, uh, what doesn't kill you has to make you stronger if you if you if you push and if you, you just keep grinding. And I'm looking forward to try to, uh, you know, just do better and and good things in in 2021. You know, I made a promise uh, to Agent H and others that I was going to try to be a better person. And, you know, I want to continue to try to grow as as a man, as a human being uh, next year so. Um, outside of, of course, trying to do things like, you know, get in shape and other stuff, you know, part of it too is just, you know, I think one of the things I learned this year is that, uh, even in the face of shit being really bad, you could still be a decent human being to others mm. and that, but it, but it is something you have to work on and, uh, you know, and if you are a good person and if you work and you do good things, you have to hope and believe that good things will come back upon you. And if they don't, at least you're at least you're still not an asshole, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it just grind or whatever. So I got a lot of, you know, side things that I've been working on to try to just keep my head going. But, you know, the idea of, you know, always trying to grow our Patreon, try to grow the business, try to grow the brand that we've started um, is always another fun thing as well. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, uh, you know, it's weird. You talk about the the, the trip thing. It felt weird to get on a plane. That was the first time I've gotten on a plane since uh, my surgery at the beginning of the year, I believe. Wow. And it was it just felt weird. And this is from coming from a guy that I would I would live on a plane. Yes. You know, if you asked me a year prior, I would, I'd be just like, whatever, send me wherever, whatever, whatever. And uh, I had reservations because of just the whole, you know, the way that you hear about, you know, how airlines were just cramming people in there, you know, how the things travel, you know, but at some point it was just like, I realized, you know, my family had been pushing me to go visit them. And at some point it just had to be like, all right, well just suck it up, you know, do what right. you can. I double masked it when on the way out, I literally had a mask <laughs> underneath a mask. <laughs> and on the way back, my brother, uh, who's a nurse gave me one of his like uh nicer N95 ones like this, oh, yeah. but it was like, it was like super like, they're hard to tight breathe in. on the They're face. It was hard to breathe. Hard to breathe. I yeah. was like, oh man. I was like, I almost wanted to go back to look like the fool with the double mask. But I was like, I know this one's better. But I was like, but I can't breathe with this, you know. Uh, but it felt good to get on the plane. But it did. It felt weird uh, to be traveling again. So um, I know that that'll change next year. Um, but yeah, it's just whew, what a year this has been. But. Um, it's it's been it's been a mixed bag by by no means do i do i say 2020 was all bad no there were definitely some some gleaming moments and even the growth of the the patreon and the the listeners has been a bright spot for 2020 as well you know we had more patreon people this year join than ever before and i really feel like we're getting sort of this community building um, which is what we always wanted in the first place. That's what we started was just like two guys who just want to talk MMA and yeah. have beers and just have fun doing it. And then some people decide to join along the ride. So, you know, as bad as 2020 has been uh, on the, on the bright side, uh, this podcast and the, the Patreon um, network behind us has been a bright spot and definitely has helped buoy uh, my emotions and uh, me this year for sure. So, um, thank you all. I know we say it over and over and over, um, for you guys supporting, but, um, you guys were a highlight of 2020. Uh, that's awesome. Definitely. Man. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey man, come for the MMA talk. Stay for the inspiration. Stay for the, the stranger motivation. is already <laughs> kicking in. The stranger is grabbing me by the balls already. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. I knew it. He, Anthony beach knew exactly what he was doing, man. Thank you, sir. Thank mm. you. Latchkey Brewer. Well, let's do talk mm. about a little bit of MMA. There was some overnight, uh, I don't know how many people took the plunge, man. We're all getting a little bit older, a little longer in the tooth, and I don't know if any of us stay up overnight to watch the whole, you know, rising Japanese MMA action. I know when I was a kid, I used to I used to be able to stay up till five in the morning and watch it. Now I gotta I gotta watch it on replay. But Rising Twenty Six did place oh, take place overnight. Um, it was kind of a hardcore Japanese show, so I won't go too deep into it because I know there's gonna be a lot of names on there that people aren't necessarily familiar with. But the big one there, Kyoji Horiguchi, with the big rebound, picked up the first round TK over win over Kai Asakura to get back his bantamweight title, the Rising bantamweight belt. 
And, uh, man, Kyoji Horiguchi, I just – I, I kind of wanted to just take a second and, and – and, and have like a Kyoji Horiguchi appreciation moment or something like that. I mean, if this is a guy that isn't on people's radars, which I understand is, is tough, right? Because it's a little more difficult to follow like the Japanese MMA scene. But um, So when guys leave the UFC, I understand it's easy for them to kind of fall off your radar. Um, and of course, he did have the loss, and then he had the, the injury, the setback, which you know took a while away from him. But um, man, that pushed his career record, Cole Coffey, to 29-3. and three. I mean, the dude is an absolute stud. That's crazy. Yeah, and, and I just, I mean, the guy is worth watching, and I really, really hope, um, you know, we got to see him in the, in the Bellator win over Darian Caldwell, and I hope we get some more of that crossover going this year yeah. and get that cranked back up because, to me, Kyoji Horiguchi is a guy that, that really deserves a lot of respect. I, 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 I Honestly, for the longest time, I thought he was a guy that had a real chance to beat Demetrius Johnson. I just feel like they gave him that opportunity way too early in his career, and he didn't get a chance to develop. But this is a guy that... That uh, that you need to be paying attention to. If you you know, I, I understand everybody can't watch everything, but I, I just wanted to to make sure and mention that name because there are there are incredibly talented fighters competing outside of the USC, and and this is one of those guys for sure. Yeah, and, and when you look back, let's see when his professional career started, two thousand ten, um, you know, which is just crazy that guys can still perform at such a super high level. Um, and I think some people say always too, like the, the the smaller guys. I don't know if they're just in better shape or they just their bodies hold better than some of the the big heavyweights. Um, but the guy looks just as good as ever. Yeah. You know? Well, he I mean, started he's got, so he's, young. He's still he's still young. You know what I mean? He's not pushing forty or whatever. He, he's like I yeah. think he might only be thirty. 30. If I'm right. Yeah, thirty he's or thirty-one. 30. It's That's crazy. crazy. He might he might just be entering his 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 athletic and physical prime now. Wow. Yeah, unbelievable. That's crazy. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you I didn't realize funny. he was so young. I thought he was a little bit older than that. Yeah, I'll tell you what's funny, That's though. So, so so here's the deal. Is, is that I do think he kind of fell off people's radars a little bit, you know, because of going over to Japan, because of the injury and the yeah. layoff and that sort of thing. Here's what's crazy, though. So I wanted to talk about how good he is, and then I, I was thinking, I'm like, why do we not have this guy on, on our Bantamweight ranking list? Like, I, what, are, what are we doing wrong? Have we screwed up? And then I went and pulled up the, the Bantamweight rankings that we have at MMA Junkie. You know, we, we, we review them every week. I mean – Gorgeous George from from Junkie Radio, he's kind of in charge of them, and then I'm kind of the 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 head of the review panel, I guess. You know, he makes suggestions, then I bounce back at him. Now, listen, I think this win might get him back on there. I mean, it, it, it was his first fight in over a year. His last fight was a loss, uh, that that shocking non-title loss to Kaya Sakura back in August 2019. Um, so, you know, it's, it, he's been a little bit stagnant. But those Bantamweight rankings are legit. I mean, look, look, look at who's at Bantamweight. Honorable mention, Cody Stammen, Casey Kinney, Marab Devalishvili. Those are just your honorable mentions. Then you get into the list. Number 15, Cheeto Vera. Number 14, Song Yadong. Number 13, TJ Dillashaw. 12, Dominic Cruz. 11, Jimmy Rivera. Then you start getting up into the top 10, of course. Um, and I don't know that Horiguchi belongs there right now in the top 10. But I think he should... I think he should crack into the top 15. I mean, it's it's tough to leap some of those names, um, but I, I, he's got to at least be an honorable mention if not crack into the top 15. But there's yeah. just who'd badass names. At, yeah, who'd you say was at 14? <laughs> or was it 13? Who's at, who's at 14? So, it's Yadong. Yadong is sitting oh, right at Yadong. number 14. Yadong is right there at 14. Yadong is, Yadong is holding firm at 14. Yadong was he on is. the rise. Yadong was on the rise early in 2020, but of course, you know, 2020 was a tough year. Yadong didn't get a lot of action in 2020, uh, and so Yadong is kind of, kind of just, you know, staying firm right there at 14. It's always good when Yadong shows up. It's always good. <laughs> always good. Okay, I just had to clarify. Uh, I, I, I wasn't quite sure who 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 was at that 14. Oh spot. my gosh, I love it, man. <laughs> this stranger is setting in already. I dig it. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, just had to give a shout-out to Horiguchi. We'll be interested to see where uh, he ends up. We update our rankings every Tuesday, so um, it'll be next week before we know where he lands. But I'll be interested to see what Gorgeous George Garcia does uh, with Horiguchi because I think he belongs back in there. And I will say this, too, by the way. Another moment. Uh, Ayaki, uh, Ayaka Hamasaki, I should say, with the scissor choke there. Um, I... I, I <laughs> I get a little frustrated, and I understand why people do it, especially since we run websites, and I understand the need for content during holidays and slow times, but I get really frustrated with people that give out of the year awards before the year is actually over. You know what I mean? Like, how, yeah. can, how can you just assume that there's going to be nothing worthy? And I'm not saying the scissor choke was necessarily an of the year type award. I think it'll it'll wind up on our, on our submission of the month awards that we do as a nominee. Um, 
but that's a personal pet peeve of mine when you when you give away awards. And I understand a lot of it. If 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 we're gonna pull back the curtains a little bit, I'm sure a lot of it is just websites that are looking for content when there are no live fights. They want to they yep. want to preset some content for like Christmas Day so that they can take some time off and and just have some fresh content going up that doesn't have to be published right then. So I understand why you do it, but just my personal recommendation and my personal belief is you should not be giving out any awards until January one when all that stuff is is wrapped up. I like it. You stand with me on that, that one. Mandalor- I was trying to think of that Mandalorian line. Uh, this is the what way. Is it, what is the, this? Is the way? Well, no, but then he's like. Uh, what does the, uh, the the little guy say? He's like, Cause "That's because I say so." Or that? Uh, oh, that! <laughs> I have spoken. <laughs> or is that what it says? I have spoken. Something like that. You have you have, you have spoken after that. You you just dropped it. You're like, "This is what I think." I tell you what, I man. Have spoken. That was a highlight of 2020. The Mandalorian. I mean, Mandalorian. I'm, yeah, dude, that shit was dope. I'm not. I'm not even a huge Star Wars guy. I'm just. I'm not. But watching, you don't say. Yeah, yeah, I know. Surprise, right? But watching that, <laughs> watching that with uh, with my son every week was awesome. And even by the end, my, my yeah. wife, who was really not into Star Wars, uh, even she was tuning in every week. She was waiting for the new episode to come out. So uh, I will say, I'm sure, I'm sure by now everybody's seen The Mandalorian. I would imagine it was kind of a cultural thing. Dude. But if you haven't, it's worth it. I really enjoy. It. Even if you're not a Star yeah. Wars guy, I enjoyed it. Yeah, Baby Yoda could be like Person of the Year or something. He, he could have been on like Time Life. <laughs> He was a phenomena, you know, like it, it got people interested in it that had nothing to do with it. They're like, who's mm-hmm. this cute little thing that everybody's talking about? And then people would watch the show to find out. And then they're like, you know, th- this show's kind of good. And it's like, yeah, we know. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. But yeah, it's even my little nieces uh, that I saw over Christmas were watching it. And it was cool. I was like, I mean, there's, I don't know, what, 20 some odd year difference between us but i love it when you can find something you could talk about and so the mandalorian was that for us this year so that was kind of cool we actually uh we actually had a mandalorian christmas tree in the morgan household my my wife uh is a stud man she makes like custom christmas trees every year for whatever theme eli wants and eli wanted a mandalorian christmas tree so we had uh we had like one of those animatronic baby yodas uh up on the uh i guess grogu right you got to go with the name right uh grogu we had we had it I was like, eh, it's, it's kind, kind of a, a whack name, but it's kind of a whack name, right? Like, even though we know it's yeah. not Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda's a lot better. Uh, it's kind of whack. We had I've him, spoken. <laughs> we had him <laughs> as the uh, as the tree topper, and then we had a bunch of little um, ornaments and stuff. How do you sit on the made. tree? Uh, Where did the tree go? The tree just, you know, kind of. Eh, probably uncomfortable for him. We'll say. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder he was making noise. <laughs> Oh, if it's man. like the angels that used to have to sit on those things, I'm sure Grogu was not happy about it. Grogu's ready for the tree to come down. <laughs> uh, I have some other mixed martial arts action. Well, I guess not mixed martial arts, but martial arts actions. Uh, Submission Underground 20 uh, is there's an archive of that on Fight Pass if you want to watch it. It was all right. 19 was a lot better. I, that's my my recommendation. I want to make for for Chael Sonnen, who I'm sure is absolutely tuned in and listening right now. Probably, yep. uh, you know, celebrating hey, with his family. Hey, Chael, good good to talk to you. I always appreciate you listening as always. But um, I love it when they have the MMA crossover. But you, unfortunately, you pretty much just have to do the MMA guys against the MMA guys, like Mason Fowler yeah. and Ryan Bader. Uh, I mean, Mason Fowler just destroyed Ryan Bader. Uh, Craig Jones destroyed Satoshi Ishii. Richie Martinez destroyed CB Dalloway. And uh, not that it's not – I mean, I guess it's cool because you can see, like, how good these grapplers are because we know these fighters yeah. and we know these names. And then they go in and get handled in, like, a minute. And you go – I guess on the one hand, that makes you go, wow, these guys are really talented. But I don't know, man. It's just – to me, it's not it's not interesting because it's not competitive. Like, when they announce these matchups, I'm like, oh, cool, I get to see Ryan Bader do something. But you know he has basically no chance. And I don't mean that in any form of disrespect. Just these, these grapplers who, of course, if these grapplers came to MMA – they would struggle. They'd get destroyed in an MMA fight, but they're so damn good at what they do. Um, you know, it's 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 not entertaining to me. The most entertaining match for me was was Jillian Robertson tapping out Pearl Gonzalez. MMA versus mm. MMA, and I know it was yeah. I know it was the fight that you were most interested in as well. <laughs> it's it's the one I'm going to go back and watch again and again <laughs> and again. But you're right. Uh, but I think sometimes too, if if it was a purely submission on submission artist, I'm so out of that element like i would be like who's this guy who's this guy like granted after you watch enough of these everybody knows who craig jones is because he just destroys everybody but you know so for me i guess it's kind of neat when you see a name that you recognize and it's bringing light to like you said 
to spotlight how good these submission right. artists are because they're so extremely talented. Like, uh, who is it? Was it Cynthia Calview that went in there recently? And I oh, forget the young lady. She was lady out like 15 seconds. And she just beasted yeah. her. And, and Cynthia is a badass in the MMA world. She's a really good jujitsu artist, but you put her against a pure jujitsu artist, and it wasn't even close. I know. know? That's and, uh, that's the struggle, I guess, because I, I like grappling events. I really do, and I like Submission Underground. I mean, I really enjoy I, – I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I enjoy it, and I want to see more people get into it, and I like it when, when UFC fighters are involved or, or you know, Bellator fighters, just professional mixed martial artists, names we know. It makes it entertaining. So I, I don't know. I just It's just when you put them up – as you said, when you put them up and you think – well, they have zero chance whatsoever to win this match. I don't know. It, may, it makes it less fun for me to watch. I guess. I, I I don't know. I wish. I don't know what the right answer is. Because you're right. People like you won't know who these grapplers are, and that's a great opportunity for you to realize, like, oh, these dudes are stud, or these girls are studs. But mm-hmm. it's not competitive. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know if it's maybe you have to have some kind of handicap or something. Maybe there's some kind of like the grappler has to start in a bad position, or I, I don't know. Maybe there's some. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's a way to to handicap it a little bit to give the, the MMA fighter uh, an advantage somehow. I mean, I could definitely see that. I could see where a lot of them are like, man, don't, don't do that. Cause now you're just pointing out that I'm not as good as this person. Like, let us just go in mono e mono. Uh, but you're right. But I mean, it, it, it kind of feels like uh, no offense to some, like some of the Bellator cards where you're just like, wow, this is very lopsided in one direction, yeah, you know, yeah. and it seems to work for them, you know? Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I I like the the MMA versus the MMA people. Um, I'm not opposed to the other one because I guess it, it sort of when it's like an MMA guy against a, a submission uh, guru, there's always that part kind of like when the box uh, an MMA person fights a boxer, you're like you want to root for the home team. Sure. So part of you is like, oh man, come on, CB, you got this, you got this, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, you don't, but good try. You know, one for us. I give it a good effort. You know. Um, because if, if if it was just me purely trying to tune in to watch submission artists that I don't know, I probably wouldn't right. ever tune in. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that at least that there's some some sprinklings of MMA fighters on it, I'm like, okay, I'm interested because I want to see how MMA jiu-jitsu matches up with a pure jiu-jitsu uh, artist, fighter, whatever you want to call it. Well, um, if you're looking to kill some time and, and you haven't watched these before, I would recommend watching Submission Underground 19, which was like two weeks ago or a week ago, uh, because it had more MMA on MMA matchups. But interested if anybody has any feedback on what they thought of Submission Underground 20, and I don't know if there is a way to fix it. Because you're right, you do have to have the crossover, otherwise people aren't going to tune in at all. So uh, that was yeah. just my thoughts. I had to, that's that's all for you, Chael. You're welcome. I will go back and uh, look at that one. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Chael. And if you could book Pearl and Jillian every event, I would tune in to every event. <laughs> all right, well, listen, just the, saying. The, just uh, saying. The MMA Junkie <laughs> End of Year Awards are starting to roll out just like everybody else. We did wait until January 1st because that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, they are starting to roll out, and we'll have uh, like two or three awards uh, on the site every day from different categories. Uh, you know, I know a lot of podcasts are doing their own versions of awards, but I didn't necessarily want to do that because we do have the MMA Junkie Awards, and we got to vote on those uh, as a staff. We all kind of work on those together. So, but I did want to highlight two categories um, and find out how you voted and, and look at it against how I voted uh, and just kind of tease a little bit of those awards. And let's start out with, uh, how about Female Fighter of the Year? Let's start out with Female Fighter mm-hmm. of the Year. I will. Uh, I'll reveal my vote first. Uh, I voted for Zhang Wiley. How about you? I, as well, voted for Wiley. All right. She's a she's a badass. She's a badass. I mean, and, and well, I guess should we tell them who else was in the list that we that we voted for? Yeah, I mean, listen, what, three? we're so I, I will throw that out there, and I was going to get into it conversation wise. So <laughs> we kind of had a list that was given to us as nominees. Now we're allowed to name anybody we want. Um, but the, the three names that were on there were Chris Cyborg, Valentina Shevchenko, Zhang Wiley. I can tell you that um, Danny Segura also brought up the fact that Mackenzie Dern went 3-0 this year with two bonuses and said that she should probably be in the conversation as well. And it's actually not a bad – I mean, it's kind of a – I guess it's a hipster pick, you know what I mean? Kind of an underdog pick or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it wasn't at the – I mean, you're talking about – 
uh, Bellator champions, UFC champions, you know, Grand Slam champion versus, uh, you know, Mackenzie Dern was doing it at a lower level. But it was a great year for Mackenzie Dern, so I won't take away. Um, but but I, I, I ended up going with Zhang Wiley as well. So I'll, I'll let you lay out your point because I think you were going to make a point as to why uh, you went with her over those other two names that were on the list. Well, part of it too, um, and 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 I I see his pick about Durham, but yeah, that, I, I like how you you call it like a hipster pick. But part of it too, um, most of her fights were not five round fights. She maybe had a five round fight in there, maybe. Um, when I looked at part of the criteria of, of some of the people that were being offered up, I wanted to look at the the breadth of what they had done, the the level of the fights that they had done, the 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 amount of talent that they beat. How, how many rounds they're getting in there and fighting in these things. And when you look at Cyborg, you look at Shevchenko and you look at Zhang, they're all fighting main event sort of fights, five-round fights or whatever. But when I looked at her, part of it was, for me, just the overall uh, part of what she brought to a whole region of fans as well. Um, while the others had title wins, uh, she had title defenses, she had brutal title, just gut wrenching fights where, you know, you know, and I know we'll talk about it eventually where it'll come out, but is one of the fights that most people regard as one of the best fights that they've ever seen in her fight against Joanna Young Janecek. Right. Um, so that fight alone and let alone um, what she brings to um, Asia and um, that whole market for me um, that that was like a breakout sort of year. It just felt yes. like who else brought something to where a whole new, I, I really feel like a whole new demographic of viewers and people were brought to MMA's attention because of her fights, her wins, her defenses. Um, and so for me, um, any other year, it could have been Shevchenko or Cyborg, but with this being the big year that, um, Zhang was able to sort of break out for me that's why I put her in my book as the 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 female uh, fighter of the year man you you made a great case there I I can't lay it out much better than that because I feel like that really echoed a lot of my thoughts as well and it seems weird like I could understand people right away well how can you pick Zhang she had one fight she only fought one time you know the other two right off the bat uh had two fights, right? And, and 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 they were all championship fights. So, you know, if you're talking about Shevchenko, if, you know, if you're ruling out Dern and you're looking at Shevchenko and Cyborg, which was the ones that I looked most closely at, they were all title fights. So, every, every, you know, everybody's fighting at the highest level. Um, I think with Cyborg, I mean, listen, Cyborg would probably be my second pick. I, I, I understand yep. voting for yep. Cyborg. She did beat Julia Budd. That was a great fight. Bud Tester and, and Bud... Um, you know, Bud was high ranked in the world. You know, former Bellator Bud champion, was a stud. obviously. Yeah, but that absolutely, was a, that, was a hell, that was a hell of a victory. That was a hell of a victory. It was. It was, it was really a great victory. fight, and and uh, you know, to gain that Bellator title and to get that Grand Slam championship, as she's calling it, you know, Invicta Strikeforce UFC Bellator. That's pretty damn historical in a career, man. That's that's pretty good. The the win over Arlene Blanco, I, I, I don't I don't want to disrespect Blanco. I just don't feel like she was ready for Cyborg. You know, she's just that's a different level. And I understand she had worked herself into title contention, but to me, a, a bit of a mismatch if I'm being honest. So I, so I look at that one, and that one takes a step down. You know, maybe um, I, I don't know who else would have made me change my mind, but um, and I know it's tough. You know, in in the in the 145 pound division to find contenders, but that would probably be my number two. But Shevchenko, I feel bad because. Shevchenko, I almost feel like her past success just makes it hard for her to live up to that every year. You know, she's been so damn yeah. good and so damn dominant that we expect things out of her, you know, and we expect uh, we expect her to be on a different level. So I think she's a victim of her own success in a lot of ways. But, you know, so, so really, honestly, those are both worthy contenders. I don't begrudge anybody that argues either one of them. But I think you hit the nail on the head, man. With, with Zhang, yes, she just had the one fight. But it's one of the greatest fights I've ever seen. Not 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 greatest women's fights. I mean, it's one of the literal greatest fights I've ever seen, regardless yep. of gender. It's one of the greatest UFC title fights of all time. Um, you know, it probably lives in my head as a little bit special too. It was the last event we had with a crowd, um, so that that you know that made it even mm, you know yeah. that that made the experience even even more incredible because the buzz in the arena that night was something special. But what you said as well, I mean. 
expanding a market. You know what I mean? Like just a, a new impact, broadening things. I mean, really meaningful change and meaningful growth in the sport. I feel like she's kind of spearheading that as well. So, um, so that was my pick. And I, I, it's funny because I feel like the way women's MMA has been, most years it's pretty damn easy to pick. Uh, who the, who the female fighter of the year because we've had such dominant champions you know what I mean it's 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 either you know it's either cyborg or if you go back a few years it's Rousey or you know it newness as of late um, but but to me you know I thought Zhang Wiley deserved it this year so that was my vote as well so um, glad to know that you feel the same way and that maybe I'm not crazy we'll see how that pans out uh, <laughs> well I mean and you're not wrong about cyborg cyborg if you know and maybe this is something that we could have thought about the fact that. We are starting a new decade this year. Um, if I had to take the same list, well, this would never make sense because uh, Wiley hasn't been around that long, but Cyborg is like the fighter, in my book, would be the female fighter of the decade. Yes. Um, the last 10 years, looking at what she was able to do from Strike Force and through Invicta and what she was able to do at the UFC and then now into Bellator. Yes. Literally, there is no bigger name in women's sport. You know, Amanda News is, is working her way up there, but... No one, no one can touch what Cyborg did that past decade. So if there was a, a women's fighter in my book for uh, for the past decade, who who carried, um, you know, the the past ten years in in MMA, easily would be Cyborg. But like you said, uh, you know, when you started laying out some of the facts for her, you know, we almost you almost kind of expect it because yes. she's been such a dominant force. So it's maybe not as surprising when she pulls out more just magic from the hat when she does these these crazy accolades but um you know she can't be fighter of the year every year we got to give it to some pe- some <laughs> other people every once in a while but i will give cyborg the fighter the women's fighter of the decade uh, award that is non-existent uh, that i the mma road show women's fighter of the decade there you go. There you go. That's our award that we get. It's the one and only we're giving out. All right, it's let's, the only one we're giving out. Let's move on to male fighter of the year, and then I'll throw it out there. Since you mentioned there was there was a list of names, I think for most people, uh, it comes down to one of two names, and that is either Devison Figueroa or Kevin Holland. And um, we did have a third name on there as well, which I think is is deserving of being in the discussion as well, and that's Jan Blahovich, um, obviously becoming UFC champion. Uh, you know, kind of starting out the year and, and on the outside looking in, but you know he's had this kind of incredible comeback and run to the top. But I think for most people, it probably comes down to Devson Figueroa or Kevin Holland, and uh, I voted for Devson Figueroa. I did as well. Oh! How crazy is that we actually are 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 like we're not opposites. Well, I mean, we we agree most of the time. It's not like we, we do. Just I know. I, but, I, I uh, thought maybe we'd. Have, I went in blind. I thought maybe we'd have a little debate, but but we. It looks like we're on the same page. And you laid out a great case last time. Let me lay out a great case for Devison Figueroa right now. Do the, it. The, here's what caused the difference for me. Kevin Holland, absolutely deserving of, of discussion and of recognition. Right. I mean, what he did this year, going five and zero, is absolutely unbelievable. I mean, it's 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 you know it's been done a couple other times. Um, Neil Magny and Roger Ware are the only other two guys to do it. So, I mean, when you're talking about something that's only been done three times in UFC history, that's got to be impressive, right? Anything that's only been done one or two times before in UFC history, you know, that's impressive. Um, the thing that is is uh, more unique about Kevin Holland is he did it in the shortest amount of time, the shortest span of total days. Um, and, listen, he, he ended the run in spectacular fashion, right? The, the knockout of Jacare. The way he did it, I mean, doing it from his back, that's pretty dang impressive. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I give him a lot of love there and a lot of credit for that. I do feel like he deserves to be, you know, if you're giving out an award for, like, breakout fighter of the year. I mean, here, you know, here's a guy that, yeah, we knew about and he was on your radar. Um, but, you know, coming into 2020, you weren't, you know, looking at him as, uh, you know, this guy is going to be, you know, at, at the top of the heap or whatever. And he's still not exactly a title contender. Um but he had five wins, and that is damn, damn, damn impressive. You know, we talked about it all year long, right? There were going to be people that, that took advantage of this uh, coronavirus time, this pandemic times, and they were going to work their way forward. He was one of the guys that capitalized. He said, you know, throw me yep. in. I'm good. I'll fight. Let's go. Uh, okay, so that's the case for Kevin Allen. But to me, Devison Figueroa doing it at a championship level um, yep. 
is is to me more valuable. I mean, you're talking about a guy that, uh, honestly, another guy that, that vaulted himself, I think, into, I don't want to say stardom. I don't know that he's a, a star, but he's certainly got that X factor about him. He's got the ability to be, yep. uh, you know, he's got the look, right? He's got the fighting style that people like. He's got the swagger. He's got the swagger. He, you know, he finishes fights, right? Everybody complains at flyweight that, you know, oh, this is, the, the, you know, there's not enough power. That no, this dude has yep. power. He hurts you. So, um, you know, beating Joseph uh, Benavides twice. I mean, twice, twice, and and not close. Not edging him out via decision, but absolutely dominating him. I mean, the second one was one of the most second one-sided fight was title. even worse. Oh, dude, that just made you feel bad. That's wow. one of the most one-sided title fights we've ever seen, yep. you know? So to dominate yep. a guy that in Joseph Benavidez that is, you know, one of those guys that's in discussion for greatest fighter never to win a UFC title, right? I mean, he's been a, a perennial contender for a decade. To beat him twice and to dominate him twice – that's impressive. You know, you get uh, a short-notice opponent in Alex Perez, who maybe got rushed into a title shot, but you do what you're supposed to do. You go in there, and you dominate, and you get him out quickly. Yep. gets him in less than, than two minutes. And then you get a scrappy, scrappy Brandon Moreno, and you fight to a draw. Um, it's a fight that I still, me personally, I know that, you know, you can't necessarily, you have to look at the results as they are. But to me, I think Davis and Figueredo won that fight. Uh, I don't think that the point deduction was wrong. I think the point deduction was fair. Um, but, you know, the one judge that, that didn't have the draw had it in Figueredo's favor, and he would have won a majority decision if, if Junichiro Camillo hadn't scored that fifth round for Brandon Moreno, which I think Camillo, who I respect as a judge, was like the only guy on the planet that gave him that round. So, to me, you know, I, I get the criticisms, right? There is a draw. Uh, you did miss weight in one of those fights, so you you know the, so there's there's criticisms to be had. But when I'm looking at fighter of the year, I'm looking at the performances in the cage, and I understand you missed weight, and that's part of the job. And I'm not making excuses for him. You got to make weight, right? Uh, I mean, the insert the Paul Felder speech. You know, get your shit together, people, and make weight. You got to make <laughs> weight, right? But to me, man, the year that Figueredo had to come from, you know. A, 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 a fighter that we all, I mean, the hardcores knew that, and, and I've been a fan of this guy. I've been saying from the beginning, I think this guy is going to be a champ. But to ascend to that and to become somebody that I think is going to become a star, and again, to beat Benavides twice, to 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 to, to win a UFC title, to defend a UFC title, uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. To me, that is the fighter of the year. Yeah, and and you and you you nailed it. I mean, I. Kevin is such a dynamic individual. I think a lot of what he did, I mean, those five fights were incredible that he was able to, to sandwich that in there, but he also did it with a, a personality that is just infectious and you, you just want to. Oh, he's great. I want to watch his speeches. I want him to speak afterwards and talk shit and, and he's a lot of fun. He's, he's very engaging and he just makes it fun to watch because even when he's out there fighting, he's talking shit it's super entertaining. If it came to like you know one of the the, the most entertaining fighters of you know twenty twenty, he would have won it because his fights were absolutely just spectacular. And he and every moment of them talking junk out there in the cage, and then he's you know super respectful as soon as the fight ends, and it's like you love everything about it. But part of it, and where I was looking at some of these fights in my books was whether they were five round fights, whether they were championship sort of level fights, and you look at that first Joe B fight that Davison uh, fought, and even though he was unable to get the title because he was overweight in the first place, he won that fight. Um, so in my book, he, he's in a sense has has won or defended the belt three times. Right. You know, even though you only count that the one the one Joe B win and that last fight, you know, he's able to hold on to his belt. You know, it was a draw, but he still maintain the belt so in my book that's still you know a win even though it goes on the record as a draw but that fight was showed a lot of heart there was a lot of points there where he was questioned and a lot of people were like oh you know is his card are you going to hold up and brandon uh, all the credit to him i was so impressed with what he was able to withstand and still deliver in that fight which um he definitely uh moved up i always already had great respect for Moreno's heart and his effort, but even now he's turning it up another notch as yeah. well. I mean, his swagger sort of stepping up the way he's, you know, sort of embracing, uh, talking a little bit more instead of just being, you know, the quiet 
cutesy dude that just smiles and he's everybody just wants to pinch his cheeks. Now he's becoming a literal <laughs> he's a literal fucking killer out there. Uh, he's so he's becoming. Don't you want to pinch his cheeks? It is true. I, I would have never said that, but it is true. Like he comes around and just go, oh, dude, it's Brandon Moreno. He's I so love funny. that dude. <laughs> I love that dude. I literally just want to like scoop him up and like, dude, yeah, toss him in the air or something because he's awesome. <laughs> he's the he's the kid that I I never wanted to have that I wish I could have as my kid. Um, but looking at what Davison was able to do, um, just another guy that is, he's he's. I feel like he, if he was in a, a cocoon stage, sort of festering these past couple of years, has literally become this vicious, dangerous butterfly. He's just <laughs> grown into something else this year in all this pretty color and his pretty clothes. Like in on his Instagram, I love watching his Instagram. But like some of his outfits are fucking outrageous. I love it. I would never try to pull them off, but all the credit to him in the world. Um, but he's just a he's just he's just a badass. So when it, in my book, when it came to, I mean, there are a lot of tough guys. Um, Jan, when it came to, um, he did really really good things this year. Mm-hmm. He did so, you know, he was able to capture the belt. He, he showed the Polish power. People started using that as a, it was like becoming a catchphrase again. Right. People were talking about Polish power. The you legendary know. Polish power. The legendary Polish power. And anytime something like happened like that happens, you could tell a movements sort of swinging in one way so he gets a lot of credit for you know reinvigorating his career and making people know who he was i mean i think for a lot of time he's kind of been this guy that people that watch the sport understand how good he is but he just had some breakout performances where it was hard to not pay attention to what he was doing but in terms of in my mind of just sheer dominance of a division what Davidson has become now, he's become the boogeyman for that division. People seem, they seem to, all of them, they'll never say that they're afraid, but it's like this is the guy that nobody wants to fight because he, he punches like a bantamweight or higher. I mean, I think he could knock out bantamweights with his with his power. I mean, when he hits mm-hmm. full on, I mean, it's it's a scary thing. And it's nasty. So for, so for when I looked at, you know, these guys and people that are making the overall biggest impact for their division for uh you know people looking at the sport and if somebody had to say okay who's who's making that splash this year that people are gonna never just forget um davison for me was one of the guys that sort of edged the others but i would be more than happy to have kevin or jan be representatives of the sport because they both handled themselves incredibly this year and they're two of the probably nicest guys that you could ever meet yeah um but in sheer terms of where I was in my head when I was looking to see who put the biggest splash, being just a, an incredible badass this year, for me it was it was just it was just Davison. His performances and the way that he was able to secure that belt, and literally, there's no one in that division right now uh, that can. I mean, outside of what Brandon was able to do, but Brandon was beat up, dude. Yes, he was. He, he was. He was battered, and, and, if that's and, the, and then we find out after the fight that Devison was in the hospital the night before, and then still was able to fight yeah. like that. I mean, and still able to fight like that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He is he is a scary, scary dude. So that's why he got my nod because he's 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 the future right now of that division. I yep. mean, it. And where I look at the other guys, the other guys like Kevin is getting there. Kevin will be the future of that division, but he's not there right now. So if I had to edge, like who? is going to be the guy that's going to be the the flagship bearer for the divisions out of the three guys Davison's the guy that uh he's the guy that everybody's going to want to be like for yep, sure. I agree. By the way, if he didn't have an incredibly awesome nickname already as the God of War, I would suggest the Vicious Butterfly. That would A Vicious Butterfly. <laughs> you can have that one. You can have that one Davison. <laughs> nobody's fantastic. using that. Nobody's using that. You should totally use it. And oh, if people man. chuckle at it, you just fucking Take that shirt off, flex, and then they're gonna run. He's a he's a rip dude. He's he is. a rip dude. He is he is one vicious butterfly. He is a vicious butterfly. <laughs> I love it. All right, well, listen, I'll say that's this. the stranger talking. Oh, the stranger. Uh, all the stranger has now been poured out of this giant ass. What is this? Thirty two ounce can. I it's a thirty two ounce, ounce can. Uh, growler. Yeah. Fantastic. Boy, in this 
drinking it out of this lovely Buckeyes cup, which I'm getting down to the last final ounces. Doing work, doing work. All right, listen. Uh, it I, is doing work. It keep, is doing work. Keep an eye on the <laughs> MMA Junkie Awards. Here's what I'll say. So I wasn't sure if we would agree or not. We, we did agree. So we both went Zhang Wai Li for the female fighter of the year. We both went Davis and Figueredo for the male fighter of the year. I won't reveal what our awards were at MMA Junkie. I won't spoil that. But I will say this. The staff agreed with us on one, and they disagreed with us on another. So keep an eye out. <laughs> when, does that, when does that drop? Which uh, one of those drops first? You know, I, I think the female fighter drops first. I can't believe you just got me to use the term drops. I hate that terminology. <laughs> Do you? Yes, it sounds so That's like, what all the kids are doing. You know, when's, when's, that, when's, that, when's that new track drop? Or, I know. I, is that what they, I can't they still believe, say that? I can't believe you got me to say that. I feel like such a clown now. Is uh, my beard coming thicker as I'm drinking The Stranger? I feel like this, like it's growing <laughs> as I'm drinking this. I'm looking at this camera. I'm like, oh, latch man, that's a, that's a manly beard. Love me latch some latchkey brewing. You should, uh, you should right. market this as a beard conditioner because this shit's growing. The male <laughs> fighter of the year will drop on January 8th. So we'll actually have another another <laughs> show before then. We have another, yeah. And female fighter of the year drops on January 7th. Mm. So there you go. Our, all of our content will start coming out January 4th. That's when all of our awards will come out. If you want to know. Would you say our content is dropping like it's hot? Oh, so you most certainly wouldn't. You most certainly would. I definitely would not. Uh, January fourth will be newcomer of the year, event of the year, and fight of the year. January fifth, coach of the year, breakout fighter of the year, knockout of the year. January sixth, gym of the year, comeback fighter of the year, and submission of the year. January seventh, upset of the year, under the radar fighter of the year, female fighter of the year. January eighth, robbery of the year, comeback of Ooh. the year, and male fighter of the year. That's a lot of good content right there. A lot, a lot of, good of content stuff to, to look out for in MMA Junkie. Yeah. I don't know if you guys ever go. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure some of you go and comment. I mean, because we read those comments on the website. Like, so when you have some of that stuff, even though it's us talking about it, go on there. Comment. Hit up the, the reporter right now. Let them know what you think. Or, if you want to take your game to the next level, head on over to patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow, <laughs> where you can sign yeah, you up can to support it. us for as little as $3 yeah. a month. Of course, that is the exclusive home of the and a half editions, where we do bonus episodes after every single UFC event, which meant basically every single week for the for the past year or so. Um, and Those are so said, tiring for me, but I do them every time. Those post-fight shows, I'm like... <sighs> Let's do this. All right. He oh, doesn't, he doesn't actually do, do them at all. <laughs> Basically, I end up doing those on my own. Maybe we can find a way, but normally he's stuck working and I can slip out a yeah, little I'm bit. Yeah, I'm still so. working. I'm still working. He's, These writers, they get done and they're just like, uh, you know, psh, psh, whatever. I'm just taking it easy. I'm just taking it easy. Just taking it easy. Yeah, it's usually just I me. Inside but the, I sit inside the event, you know, I still and think, just watch the fights. I still blah, think blah, it's, blah. A, even without the presence of cold coffee, I still think it's an entertaining post-fight show. We'll share, like, audio <laughs> and, and uh, you know, interviews. That way you don't have to watch everything. And, you know, so, anyway, join us at Patreon.com. And then, you, you know, we, you talk about commenting and discuss. That, that we, we have a little community over there that you said we're building. And we like to we talk. Do. And, and we're going to do more in 2021. We're going to step up our game even more in 2020. 2020 was a big big year for us there but 2021 is going to be even better and we'll try to figure out some more things that we can do over there so hey tell us what you want how would you like to engage with this that's all I want. like you said we're two dudes talking mma and drinking some cold beer maybe a little bit less cold beer in 2021 but still drinking frosty beverages just a little bit less just okay. a little bit less and if we haven't told you before it is proven and this is a guaranteed fact to make you more attractive it makes you funnier it makes you a better lover Yes. Your employers are more likely to give you a raise and your car runs better, your food tastes better, you smell better, and your kids are much smarter if you listen to the MMA Roadshow and are a Patreon. All of this proven in a scientifically double-blind, FDA-approved study. Uh, it's, it is it's completely factual. true. Factual. It is completely true. I feel like I've, the I feel like it maybe it's been a minute since we maybe have said uh, <laughs> these opinions are not proven by anybody. Uh, I feel like uh, welcome back or welcome Connor Hayes, another guy that's jumped yes. in. Eric, thank you. Yep. We've had some uh, some guys come on here, and I feel like we've we've been bad giving uh, some of the shout outs that we probably could. So um, I apologize that I will I will take that as my fault because uh, twenty twenty 
kicked my ass, but I will try to be better for 2021 to give you guys all the love. So we appreciate it. If we don't say it enough, you know, we, we, we love you guys. And, uh, uh, you guys help keep the lights on and help us to expand this thing. So no question. We really do appreciate it. So yes, yes, yes. Again, your kids will be smarter if you listen to the show. <laughs> they listen, will get better grades. <laughs> we've got uh, we've got one more week of uh, of no real MMA coming up, but we'll still get together and do a show next week. Of course, three hundred and one consecutive weeks since we launched, we've never missed. We won't take a week off. There's always stuff. Are to you talk sad about. about the miss? What's Are you that? sad about the, the the time off? Or do you miss it? Uh, yeah, you, you know, you know you, what's funny is... you appreciate the fact that there's a break? No, you know what's funny is, because we were in that run of, like, so many consecutive weeks in, in Las Vegas. You know, obviously, you and I have been at every single one, right, except for our furlough weeks, because it's, you know, it's it's right in our backyard, so we got to do it. So, yeah, part of me was like, I'm, I I need a break. Like, I'm just tired of doing... I'm not tired of it. I hate to say that, because you know, man, I love this sport, and I love... There's no place I'd rather be on Saturday night than cage side watching fights, but it's just been, like like mentally like just a break you know what i mean like just been the same damn thing every week so i was like yes i'm looking forward to it and then as soon as it was like the first saturday with no fights i was like huh what uh what do i do here you know what i mean so <laughs> so yeah you know what it's funny it's, i was ready for a break and now I'm, I'm i'm now i'm ready to be back man i'm ready i'm ready to go man i, ha- I had a little couple days off and uh i'm ready to do this again man i'm ready to do it i didn't miss it I, well i I, I appreciate it. I think that's the thing is like uh, when you do it, you do it, you do it, you do it. You start to lose uh, how to slow down and like sort of like take a step back. And what I found in like taking the little trip to see the family is that I embrace this. So one more week off, I'm going to try to fully just embrace this, embrace the holiday season, all that good shit. Because you're right. Once it once the, the, the calendar flips over. We're going to be crazy busy again, and who knows what is going to uh, unfold. I imagine we're still going to get a shitload of Apex shows. Oh, yeah. So we're going to be super, super busy here. And uh, But, yeah, man, that run of, like, the for a while there when it was the Tuesday night fights and then the, the Saturday fights. That was back tough. Back to back to back, back to back. That was balls to the wall. Yeah. Crazy. I do not miss that by any means. But you're right. It, it, I'm, we're grateful to be working in this thing. We're grateful to be working in a sport that's actually participating and you know creating entertainment for all of us that are stuck at home but uh one thing i am i am enjoying the time off and so i'm not going to miss it for another week and then after that then i think we'll be geared up but i just wonder because i know i know i know how you are i know you love this shit i I was so i was ready for a break too though and and then as soon as i had the break i was like i'm ready to get back (laughs) but that's the thing you know it it takes it takes it takes effort to like to be able to like slow down because if you don't we, we just run the risk of burning out, you know, so you got to be able to find the happy moments. And especially too, you know, that the, the time with family is definitely something that is uh, mm. one of those things. I think this weird, this, this year has been weird because for so long, everybody's like, Oh, you know, I need more family time. I need more family time until you're stuck at home with your kids and with your significant others <laughs> all the time. Then you're like, I need to get away. I need more work. I need more work. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, uh, it is, it was a blessing in a sense. So, at some point, it's going to be gone. So I would just, you know, tell people that it, while it might be effing crazy right now, at some point it's going to go back to normal. So enjoy these moments because this is this is this is the kind of stuff that uh, it might only happen this one time in our lifetime where this sort of sort of redo of life and how we live and work happens. Once we get back to just being ants, busy ants, going from here A to B and working, 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 uh, we might long. As this as crazy as it sounds, we might long for this at some point. So, just enjoy it, breathe when you can, but enjoy these moments because when it's gone, you, then you're like, man, I, I guarantee some people will be nostalgic for this somewhere down the line because you, it's man. such a different. It's weird. You, you just, will. Conti- I, you just I continue to inspire, and you're so right. I mean, listen, nobody's going to yearn for a pandemic, but it is funny. I do think about, you know, in times past when we were just like, oh, man, my life's just so crazy. I don't have time to stop for a second. You know what I mean? And this year, we've had a chance, not had a chance. We've been forced to slow down, (laughs) stop. Yeah, you have nothing but time. Figure out what's right and what's wrong and, you uh, you know, take inventory, I guess, of what's going on in your life and what you can fix. And, you know, you're forced to kind of take a look at what's around you, whereas before you just kind of, gallop past it staying busy all the time so cold coffee man i mean 
I'm telling you, you know, you said a lot. A lot of people have had worse 2020s. Not not many people have had worse 2020s, bro. Like <laughs> yours is pretty damn bad. So for you to be the <laughs> one, bad. for you to be the one dropping the inspiration right now, man. Uh, much respect, and hopefully, hopefully, on this New Year's edition of the MMA Roadshow, people get a little inspiration from cold coffee. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I say it so that I hope I believe it. <laughs> I dig it. All right, listen, here's what we got going. So, so you know, of course, uh, no uh, big MMA shows this weekend, so no and a half this weekend, but uh, we will be back <sighs> next week as we always do. Uh, I don't know exactly when I'm leaving on Friday, but, of course, we sit down and record on Thursdays always, so we'll do a show on Thursday. Um, I imagine we'll probably have to do it remotely again, but this worked out pretty good. I'm pretty excited about this. This opened up some possibilities. Yeah. Uh, hopefully hopefully we didn't uh, drop off in quality too much or anything like that, but uh, then we leave on Friday. By the way, uh, the young Mike Bond is going to be he- heading to Fight Island as well, so he actually flies into mm-hmm. Vegas on Wednesday. Uh, then he has to quarantine uh, at the Holiday Inn uh, that we've been uh, – become all too familiar with over the last year uh and then he will yeah. be on the flight with me over there to fight island so we'll have the young mike vaughn over there in, in fight island as well um and uh Feta hanun will be there as well she's doing her gig awesome. again yeah she signed up again they brought her back for uh, abu dhabi tv which of course is the official broadcast partner so we'll, we'll try to involve her in some mma junkie stuff we'll try to involve her in some roadshow stuff she's technically kind of tied to Abu Dhabi TV first, so there's some limitations on what she can do and what she can't do, but um, of course, she's such an expert on uh, on the Middle Eastern game. She's a badass. Uh, game. She, We've done, we got a couple little studs, well, young studs like Farah and uh, Nolan are, are yeah. a couple little badass. If you guys haven't, like, paid attention to some of the stuff that they're working and they're cranking out, uh, they're fantastic. They're fantastic young talent uh, that um, I'm 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 amazed, you know, because when I I feel like I was their age, I, I felt like I was much more swimming around trying to figure shit out. Um, so I'm always amazed that when uh when younger people are able to find their passion early yeah. and then excel at it. So, um, uh, I hope we I hope we can use her. I hope we can use her in some things. She's super sharp. If you guys don't know who she is, she's a, she's a little fucking badass. Uh, she's got great takes on on uh MMA, and she uh brings a light to a lot of the fighters in regions that most of us here in the states don't know even yeah. exist um so i'm always amazed by these fighters that you know somehow when they finally break into the mainstream she's like oh yeah i've been covering them for like three years and it's like oh oh shit okay <laughs> yeah she's no for it's no legit. doubt she's done she's done a great job of being an expert uh, on that middle eastern region and pay attention to her regional scene and, and i tell you what man i a lot of times people ask me you know for advice on hey how do i get started in this game and i always tell them man start by covering your local scene man start by covering your yep. local scene number one your local scene probably needs coverage whereas the ufc yep. like the ufc don't need more coverage they got plenty of coverage you know your local scene needs coverage and man you start to develop relationships and you start to develop um yep. you know this this knowledge base of these local fighters and all of a sudden those fighters make it to the big time and they remember you from way back when and and you're going to be their primary go-to in terms of breaking news and terms of giving interviews in terms of that sort of thing so she's done a phenomenal job at that and yeah now she's you know freelancing for the ufc's official broadcast partner in the region you know so it's you know it's funny that's You're, cool I'm, I'm, that's I'm very cool yeah you, you know I'd, I'd be in my hotel room over there in fight island just have the tv on in the background while i'm working and all her interviews you know are popping up over there so uh, it would be it would be cool to see her on there while, while we were working so yeah fight island's gonna be good it's uh, only two weeks this time so not the big five week extended edition uh, but uh, we will have MMA Junkie and the MMA Roadshow will have solid coverage. We're going to be well represented over there. So looking forward to that. You know, unfortunately, lost the Hamzat versus Leon Edwards fight. Um, little bu- bummed that we lost the fight, but to be honest, I feel even more bummed that they're rescheduling the fight, to be honest with you. I feel like they should have found somebody else for Leon Edwards. Man, that dude has been out for so long. Yeah. Um, I-, I was a little surprised they decided to reschedule that one, man. I think they should have given him somebody well, else. Uh, and that, hasn't that been like the story? Like, nobody just wanted to step up and fight this dude. And then here was another guy that everybody, seen, he, in his mind, was like, nobody wants to fight me. And Leon's like, fuck it, I'll fight you. I just need a fight, you know? Yep. But yeah, you figured there's plenty of guys on the damn roster. Give Leon Edwards a fight. You know, unfortunately, he's so high up that you don't want to just throw him anybody because it's not that it's a disrespectful that you're like, oh, wait, I'm gonna fight, I'm gonna throw you a unranked guy. But at some point, when when a, when a gentleman needs to eat and he needs to provide, mm-hmm. you got to give him a fight. You know, so I'm sure he'd be willing to take whatever. But yeah, that's a, that's a bummer, dude. Um, because that fight was 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 going to be a huge test. 
right for Hamzat and and uh and and it's a chess too just to you know see where Leon's at you know he's been out of there for for a minute you know so uh it would have been good to see both of them so yeah that's kind of a a bummer but Kit Magni, um, Magni, I'm, I'm in the main event. Not a, not a bad one. Not a bad one there. It does look, by the way, that, that we're two get, good dudes right there. That's, that's a great fight. That's awesome. Does look like yeah. we're going to end up getting uh, Dan Hooker instead of Justin Gaethje against Michael Chandler. That'll be a great fight. That's not done yet, but that's the direction it's moving in. Um, so, hate to see Gaethje out, but Hooker in, man, nothing wrong with that. So, uh, looking forward to that fight. And, man, I keep hearing we, we might have some fans. I keep hearing that there might be, it might be at Eddie Hot Arena with some fans. So we'll. We'll see what happens. I'm I'm a little curious to see That's how that crazy. all plays out. I'm a, little, yeah. I'm a little curious to see how this thing works, especially because if he if he's like I don't want to go to a place unless I can sell it out full, you know, uh, that's a big ask. That's a big ask. Maybe he eventually will just bend and say eh, whatever. Like, I want to have people because they've been missing out on the gate for a long time. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to be leaving on the table. So even as I, if I was a business person, I guarantee everybody that has a restaurant. They would take partial opening as opposed to sure. no opening. Sure. So, um, before I forget, twenty twenty one is coming around. Like just like we said, you know, there's there's many things that we we're gonna be trying to look at ways we can expand. But you guys, since you have been listening to us for a while, are very smart and you're very attractive. You're very well hung and you have great <laughs> everything. If you have ideas or suggestions of things you want, I mean, we've we've done live chats. Uh, I think we have. We've done live videos and stuff. But if there's things that you, you think would be fun that you would like to participate in or something that we could do for you that are good suggestions or something, give us some ideas. Because like I said, you're all very smart and very attractive. Um, think of some things that you think that you would like us to maybe try to incorporate into 2021. Um, and let's see what we can do for you. It's your it, show. I dig we, it. Just, we, just, we just speak on it. It's your show. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Well, I'll uh with that note we'll just say, hey, let's let it let's let everybody go enjoy their New Year's. Uh as I said, we're we're it's still New Year's Eve as we sit down and record. I know a lot of people will be listening on New Year's Day, but we'll let everybody enjoy those holidays and uh we'll be back next week. In the meantime, we'll just say thanks for listening. Oh, 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 oh,